0: Welcome to Journey Through Classical Piano. I'm your host, classical pianist June Kim. Every other Wednesday, I feature in-depth exploration of one classical piano competition. Regardless of whether or not you are a lifelong lover of classical music, this podcast is meant to show you how important and relevant classical music is to today's world and to bring the live piano concert experience right to your living room. Before we get started, I would like to thank my new sponsors of the show through Patreon. Jenna Lee Gailey, Catherine Shepard, and her 5 years old son, Flynn Shepard. I bet he's one of the youngest listeners of the show. Thank you, thank you so much. I would like to share a note from Catherine with you as it really warmed my heart. She said, Thank you so much for this podcast. Your podcast is so personable and friendly. It's a wonderful addition to my routine, and you have such interesting stories and insights. My five-year-old son, Flynn, and I are listening to you together before bed. Then he falls asleep listening to works by the composer you just taught us about. He's inspired. He started really listening to music. Developed an interest in learning lyrics and singing and had asked to learn to play the piano himself. Kathleen. Wow, isn't that special? <laughs> I could image five years old boy is listening to this on his bed. So, Flynn, if you are listening to this, thank you for listening and I hope you learn to play piano and be someone who can also share the beauty of the music with the world one day. Keep me posted with your musical journey, okay? So if you like to support the show, please head over to patreon.com slash journey through classical piano. Your support helps me to create more music and projects to spread the beauty of classical music. Thank you also for sending messages. I read every note and I appreciate it to know that you're there to enjoy this podcast journey together. Also, make sure to take a moment to give a rating or a review on Apple Podcast. So today, I'll be talking about Impromptu Opus 90, Number no. Three in G Flat Major by Franz Schubert. These impromptus are a series of eight pieces for solo piano composed in 1827. The first two pieces in the first set were published in his lifetime. The second set was published after his death, about ten years later. Also, it was added with a dedication by the publisher to Franz Liszt. They are considered to be among the most important examples of this popular early 19th century genre. Imagine you are living in 1820. You probably go places mostly horse-driven wagons. If you are a middle class, you probably have a thing called piano in your living room. You don't have a TV, no radio yet, but you go to a theater for entertainment, operas, concerts, and plays. But at home, when you have a gatherings, dinner parties, there is a piano in your room that was the center of the entertainment. Lots of people actually wanted to be an entertainer themselves, to be able to play a tune or two for their guests or for themselves. Piano was invented in 1700 by Cristofori, but in around 1820, it was a golden era for piano and piano manufacturer. There were over hundreds of piano manufacturers in the city of Vienna. Can you imagine that? Every other block, you might have a store for different piano manufacturers. I mean, that would have been really a fun or maybe too dangerous as a pianist to have this kind of sin. <laughs> I often imaged what it would be like to be living at that time. I must say, even though I do appreciate all of our technologies and modern lifestyle, I dream about living in that time with Beethoven or Schubert, or be friends with them, or living in that culture as a trend of society. I mean, I'm sure you love classical music, but at the time, 1820, this classical music was a popular music. Everyone went crazy with it. I would be like, I don't know, Lady Gaga of of now, <laughs> if I lived in 1820, no? <laughs> if I were there in the street of 1820 in Vienna, it would be like candy stores everywhere. Probably too tempted to have that many piano manufacturers. But remember, at the time, it was still not the kind of grand piano that you are familiar with right now. It had a wooden frame, smaller keys, and smaller range of register. Often, strings would break more easily, easily more out of tune. Strings would break, and lighter key actions, probably much more flimsy instrument than the modern piano, which has iron frame, 88 keys, So modern piano now is obviously a a lot more stable instrument and even throughout the range. At the time, all of the different piano instrument brands had a totally different sound, tone, different registers and feel and size. Composers and pianists like to visit their manufacturer's atelier, their store, and be friends with this Piano makers, maybe they had a dinner together or over coffee they discussed how to make this fascinating instrument better, improve, or what kind of instrument pianists would like, what tone they would like about each different pianos. Or sometimes makers would make pianos for specifically for certain pianists. For example, Beethoven received a specific piano for later his life. As he couldn't hear much, the keyboard spanned five and a half octaves, which was wider, had three-way strings and split bridge for the bass and four pedals. It produced a richer sound than the Viennese instrument at that time. But yet he still complained that that was not loud enough. Beethoven's housekeepers remember that, as his hearing got worse, he would sit at the piano, put a pencil in his mouth, touching the other end of it to the soundboard of the instrument, to feel the vibration of the note. Instruments at the time was like Stein, Broadwood, Erard, Graf, Walter, etc., even now, you know, pianists have our own opinion about each brand of piano, Steinway, Boschendorfer, Yamaha, Fazioli. Although they are actually very different in their character, but differences are not like at that time. Or maybe I have to say it a little more subtle. Because at the time the size of piano or look of it, it may have five pedals or two, or a smaller range or bigger. So the difference were much, much wider than we would have standard grand piano. It's very interesting that each composers had their favorite kind of piano also. In many ways, they adopt their compositional style with this evolution of piano. These pianos from 1800s. We call this historical pianist as a forte piano that to compare this modern piano It gives new perspective for modern pianists that we are so used to play on stage, like Steinway or Bodendorfer, which is a gorgeous instrument. They are even creamy. But Schubert or Beethoven did not know about these modern pianos. They composed music for forte pianos, which are different. Especially their bass are much more transparent, their strings thinner, therefore, the bass does not overpower middle or top register. So, as we play this piece on a modern piano like Steinway, pianists often have to think about the intention behind the composers who compose this piece for forte pianos. I still actually like modern pianos <laughs> than forte pianos uh, from my experience. I guess I'm spoiled to have a stable instrument that has a wide range of all the power and sensitivity, various velocity tones, and colors and control. But certainly, playing on a forte pianos is very informative and helped me to shape musical expression on a modern piano. I'm curious, what is your favorite kind of piano? What do you have in your living room? Do you have it, but like a furniture? Do you want to have a piano one day in your living room? Well, all is well, even if you don't own any piano or even don't have a thought to have a piano one day. I'm glad you're here to listen to piano music. My favorite for practicing at home, I would say Steinway Model B for concerts, that's a whole different discussion, let's save it for another time. <laughs> so today's piece, Impromptu in g Major by Schubert, has a magical quality of Schubert that is just a pure jewel. This is a kind of example that Schubert's unbelievable beauty of melodic line. Schubert is indeed musician's musician, the genius uncomparable melodic lines. This impromptu today I believe represents well of Schubert and his music, the songful line that is transcendental. <laughs> Piece like this, it's actually almost impossible to describe in words. I still vividly remember to encounter this piece for the first time as I play through it. I was overwhelmed by its beauty, its sorrow, its message of hope. Today, you know, don't want to talk about the details of the piece. I just want to let the music speak to you. But one thing I want to add, Given a choice, I have to play one piece for my last concert as a pianist, I would play this piece. You know, at this point, you know I love playing piano. (laughs) If you didn't catch it yet, (laughs) I play piano because I love it. That's enough of reason for me to keep playing piano. But also I love for the fact that I'm becoming messenger from the music To deliver it to you. I'm delivering musical message from Schubert to you. That is an incredible and gratifying to be able to do that. Pieces like this, I receive a note from it. The message goes like, whatever you're going through right now, even if you're in the middle of storm, everything is, everything will be all right. It will be okay it would be selfish of me <laughs> receiving it and not giving back to you so here it is i hope it will give you the strength that you would need today Super impromptu opus 90 number 3 in g flat major performed by jiyoung kim I would love to hear from you. Did music speak to you? <laughs> please go to jiyoonkim.com and leave voice and written message to this podcast. I would also leave that link in the show below. If you are around, please join me this Sunday, my fun day live on YouTube channel at 2 p.m. Pacific time where I connect with you face to face. Next episode, I will explore Forgotten Melodies by Russian composer Nikolai Metzner, the composer whom I believe deserves a lot more attention and exposure to the world. See you then. Thank you for listening.